jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! of darkness! Um, I know people are anxiously awaiting any update about my spam bot romances. <laughs> I have to say... BK Kids Club romance. <laughs> Yeah, I heard from neither Spambot this week. But I will say I did get a couple of, like, regular comments on things. But my mind, I can't discern, like, what is reality anymore. So I'm so used to, like, the Spambots that if somebody, like, oh, uh, Jimmy Joe left a comment that said, like, I've never seen this movie. But, you know, I after reading your review, I think I'm going to look for it. And I'm just like, is this real? Is this a robot? Is it a simulacrum? <laughs> yeah, like, am I in the Matrix? Like, I just don't know anymore what's a real comment and what isn't. Mm. So, when I emerge for good from my groundhog hole, after I've been vaccinated. I mean, That's what we call it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who knows what's going to come crawling out. <laughs> But it seems like you'll need a, a real life uh, captcha interface. I think so. I think for people to speak to you. God, I don't know. imagine speaking to someone in a store. Could you? Can you imagine? Okay, one. I think as of our recording this, we are like hitting the one year point this week. Mm-hmm. I think mine was Friday the Thirteenth mm-hmm. when I when I locked myself away, like Virginia Woolf in the hours, but. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, just, like, walking up to someone and, like, shaking their head? Oh, uh, gross. Uh, <laughs> so weird. Never again. Going to a counter and not having a plexi between you and the, the other person's hot, wet breath. <laughs> yeah. Someone standing behind you in line and not saying, turning around and saying, get away from me. <laughs> Like I had to do to somebody at the art store the other day. Oh, people get she all up st- on you. She was right up on me. And I was like, can you back up, please? Thank you. Good for you. Good for you. I just I, I just keep turning my head and glaring. I don't, I never say anything, but I just glare. And then nobody gets the. No. Sometimes you got to say it. You do. You got to say it. Oh, you well. You do. So I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever be able to interact with anyone in a normal fashion ever again. Not that my normal was particularly (laughs) desirable. So now you'll just roll up to the Russian nun in the bar in your your plastic bubble. Yeah. And just start talking words at her. Yeah, I'll just launch into something. Start talking about K-pop and she'll be like, don't do that. Get away from me. <laughs> You'll say, but I'm already two shopping carts distance away. <laughs> yeah. I'm maintaining distancing. I do. I just, what I'm saying is like, I know that we all have hopes that like, oh, maybe someday there'll be another Gaylord's live show or, you know what I mean? 
I'm just saying that I currently am on the precipice. All right. I am on the brink of emerging from this as the woman pushing an empty shopping cart down the street, talking to herself, getting a wide berth on the sidewalk. Like, I just feel it. I feel it. I feel she's lurking right around the corner. Hasn't she always been, though? I mean... <laughs> I mean, is this a revelation? I know, but what you can't tell spam bots from people, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, I, I just took, took a step closer to the edge, I guess. That's the fear, is that this is exacerbating the, poten- the, 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 the potential outcome of, of, you know, who will survive and what will be left of them. Mm-hmm. And, the 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 inner darkness that I, was already my potential is yeah. <laughs> is more of a possible reality when I return to the world because now like I, I never want to work again I just want to lay on the couch all day every day yeah will I ever will course. I ever return to a normal life <laughs> will I will I want to go I'm like I was thinking about like going to a like you know oh it'd be nice to go to a little. This, this, this blue jay agrees with me it'd be nice to go to a little like dance party or something i saw a scene where people were dancing i was like that'd be fun and then i imagined like having to go out and then i remember that i already didn't do that anymore at this age yeah so then will i ever actually ever go outside ever again <sighs> to see other people like i would love to go outside and go to uh you know Look at the painted hills or go enjoy the ocean. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. But to go like hang out with a gaggle of like people and they're dancing and they like their sweats like in the air and you can <laughs> <laughs> But ask yourself, are they even people? Because not only is there the spam bot <laughs> issue but you know how the the Golden Globes just happened, right? And there was the big thing about Jodie Foster. I was talking to you about it and how it's Yeah. Like, this is gay history. She says, this is my wife. And she kisses the wife. And you say, I never thought I'd see the day where Jodie Foster did that. Oscar winning A-list actress. Oh, my God. What a world we are in now. Okay. But when I watched that clip on the YouTubes, because I didn't watch the awards show. Because, I mean, my God, why would I? <clears throat> there was a comment. And this is very serious. And I had no idea. Maybe you did. I don't Maybe our listeners did. I had no idea. This person said that Hollywood doesn't exist anymore because everybody has been killed and replaced by clones. <gasps> That's how Trump was, like, draining the liberal swamp, was, like, by eliminating Hollywood. And so that Jodie Foster that we saw, that was a clone. That's why she was doing the lesbian thing because we yeah. all just thought she was because it's she's been programmed. She's a Stepford a Stepford Foster a Step mm-hmm. Foster. Mm-hmm. So oh I had God. no idea. Hollywood is basically wiped out. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm in love with the spam bot. You know these are strange times. You're you are the lead character in Michael Crichton's Terminal Man from <laughs> 1970 something. You've gone full neural net. Well. But, you know, uh, as a last gasp, perhaps, of our dying humanity before we are killed and replaced by clones, which, uh, really, why bother? <laughs> right. It just, I mean, this just sounds like an expensive waste of time. <laughs> yeah. 
why replace everybody with clones if they're just going to do the same thing anyway? They they just actually confirm that they are gay. <laughs> right? That's what the evil plan of the clones is to lend yeah, visibility. Listen, don't don't get me don't get my wheels turning in my mind because if that's a way to to say who's gay and who isn't. What's easier, inventing gay goggles or replacing everybody with clones who are very outspoken about their sexuality? Oh, no. Now we have your new life plan. Stacy, (laughs) why didn't we see the obvious answer was that was for you to become one of the Raelians, the French cultists that clone people? It's the obvious answer for your life path. (laughs) I've been searching for so many years, and the answer was right in front of me. <laughs> I didn't know if Yubin was gay for sure, so I had to clone her. To I cloned her, <laughs> and then I asked. <laughs> and her clone was like, yeah, duh. And I said, oh, well, okay. And then I went home <laughs> and sealed myself away for another hundred years <laughs> until someone reads from the Forbidden Scroll. <laughs> And I awaken. And you were called to clone again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Who are you unsure of? <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> it's a very convoluted act of science, but I, yeah. I assure you. But the science checks out. <laughs> Am- I can't believe we're going to do Amityville for the Evil Escapes. This is penance. Good penance, I guess. Yes, absolutely. Uh, for, you know, was it last week where we said, oh, we've had a couple of shows that, man, we really got to make up for it. <laughs> and then Anthony said, it's time. <laughs> it's time to find it. Like, Anthony had never seen this movie. Mm-mm, never, Con- ever. Greatest movie ever made. Confirmed. I'll, I'll tell you that right off the top. Mm-hmm, 100% agree. Um, if you've never seen Amityville for the Evil Escapes, congratulations, your life begins now. <laughs> you are graduated to, you're graduating to personhood. <laughs> yeah, it's available to stream on what, Amazon or something? I don't know. I think so. It's available to stream, it's, there's, I feel like it, you have it in the Amityville box set of blu-rays yeah i have it in the the vinegar syndrome put out like a curse the amityville cursed objects blu-ray collection yeah in which these acclaimed films are given like the 4k treatment <laughs> as they deserve as they have always deserved yeah i've had so... it forever and i i haven't watched it because i have been we had been waiting and planning to do a thing with it Mm-hmm. And then you know what? We hit a year in pandemic. We did a terrible episode of Wrong Turn. <laughs> yeah, and we said it's the only answer. Let's finally talk about the greatest movie ever made. Yeah, the the you're. I think. I mean, watching this, I saw nothing but. I mean, I went into the Matrix and I just saw all of Stacy's genetic code. <laughs> it starts. I see. It starts off, you know, everyone goes into the Amityville house and it's like, oh, look, it's Ocean Avenue. It's 12 Ocean Avenue all over again, except even though it exploded in the last movie, Amityville 3, (laughs) which we also talked about starring Meg Ryan and Lori Laughlin. And somehow the house has rebuilt itself and the, the priests are getting ready for an exorcism yard sale. And, and then I see, 
a priest in a room with a really bizarre looking floor lamp and all of a sudden i see a what I what I must assume is a, a little lump of an evil spirit moving through an outlet into an electrical cord into a lamp. Evil is very small, it turns out. Evil, all of the devil's evil from the Amityville house is concentrated into uh, roughly the size of a pea. Yeah, it's like the Amityville Big Bang. Yes. So it must be a very dense, I would assume whatever it is but it travels from the wall socket through the cord (laughs) into the world's ugliest floor lamp and then you see that evil face yeah in the in the bowl the light itself and then i saw g-a-t-c-g-g-a-t-c it was (laughs) a full human blueprint for stacy and everything i in that moment i was scarlett johansson and lucy and i became the flash drive i saw all of existence (laughs) all mysteries were explained and i came home this movie (laughs) is perfect (laughs) i have said it before i will say it again in the future and i will say it now just the fact that this movie exists yes is a testament to the worthiness of humanity. Like, you might say, why are we here? What is our function? What are we doing? We're so cruel to each other. I say, put in the Amityville 4, The Evil Escapes DVD. (laughs) And you will say, our existence is justified. Yeah, like, you could spend hours with John Carpenter in his fold-out chairs questioning, why are we here? Is this... Is this... Do we exist and encounter all of these pains and dramas so that the universe can see itself, right? You can mm-hmm. you can kind of come to a thought like that. It's, no, it's so we could make Amityville 4, The Evil Escapes, starring yeah. Patty fucking Duke. <laughs> it is the culmination. The culmination occurred in 1989. I think we can all agree it's been downhill from there. Uh, because we've already hit the high mark. This was the pinnacle. Yeah. Some, somebody wrote this. Somebody wrote this. Somebody wrote a movie where a priest has to say, I believe that the evil in that house could transmigrate into that lamp. He later says, what entered that lamp was three centuries of evil. (laughs) A floor lamp gets possessed by the devil. It is sold at a yard sale. It travels across the country from 112 Ocean Avenue, Long Island, to California, where it is plugged in the evil P, then scoots back down the power cord into the house and wreaks havoc. At, at Oceanside Avenue. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah, in a house that's by, this time, the ocean. It uh, wreaks absolute havoc, like um, uh, an electric kettle gets really hot. (laughs) (laughs) A chainsaw turns on of its own accord, completely Mm -hmm. destroys all of Grandma's uh, unpainted ceramics and jelly jars in the basement. Her her ceramics and canning basement. (laughs) (laughs) With her where she also keeps her chainsaw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, just uh, it because it's 
a little girl becomes convinced that her father's spirit is in the floor lamp. I was talking to dad. <laughs> she thinks the floor lamp is her father. Of course, the famous Amityville flies make an appearance. At one point, they swarm on the top of the globe of the floor lamp. So they're yes. like a fly to pay. Yes. Oh, why didn't they show the little demon, the Dan Hedaya demon face? <laughs> why didn't they show that with the little fly hair? Uh, and Patty Duke has to fight a possessed floor lamp, which is a sentence I never dreamed I would get to say until I saw this movie. Man, I always thought, I mean, Patty Duke's a boss, right? Absolutely. I've always thought, you know, I, 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 in another, in an alternate universe, Patty Duke is, is it. She's the top, right? She's the pinnacle. Mm Mm-hmm. It's Patty Duke and Shelley Duvall are running Hollywood. Absolutely. They're not clones, but they are gay, and they're running Hollywood. But in the in the reality we got, where everything is shit, at least we got this film where Patty Duke screams, "No, you're not Frank!" at a floor lamp. <laughs> worth ever when you know that that's a thing like somebody wrote this and was like okay hear me out a floor lamp gets possessed okay somebody was like a producer was like yes let me give you money to make this they made photocopies they sent it out patty duke's agent was like take a look at this she read this and said absolutely absolutely i will do this film I will be there Monday morning. <laughs> I will be off book. I will be ready to go. It's off book. <laughs> and then somebody was like, you know what? This movie is incredible. Print it. Put it on DVD. First of all. First of all, DVD. What's the special feature? See, I have the, the old DVD. So what's my special feature? Scene selection. That's how oh, good my DVD is. That's a, the herald of a great uh, DVD content, <laughs> is scene selection. Sometimes I'm always happy if I just get animated menu, or menu even. <laughs> That's nice. But scene selection. Yeah. I just, I mean, like, what if you were Anthony, okay, like, I know, whatever, the, the seven golden records they sent out on the Voyager or whatever, excuse me, it should have What? Been... <laughs> <laughs> what? Carl Sagan, they made like seven records out of gold that were like history of humanity and all that shit. And they put them on Voyager and some, in case the aliens find it. It should have been seven golden copies of Amityville for the evil escape. Seven seven spray painted vinegar syndrome (laughs) Blu-rays of the same movie. Yes. Overstock. I mean, I, I honestly, once again, a year in, I spend so much time thinking about death and thinking about existentialism and thinking about, you know, well, in the long run, nothing means anything. So at least there's that. And this movie captures all of that. All the world's religions and philosophies are (laughs) encoded into the DNA. Like, like unto how the exorcist had the spirit of evil within the film itself, as Billy Graham said, (laughs) this is the, 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 essence of humanity herself is in this film yeah whatever take a seat amelia Earhart. right (laughs) pipe down lewis salk oh i invented the polio vaccine whatever 
whatever. Okay. <laughs> Whoever the fuck invented fire. Like, you've had your moment. <laughs> yeah, shut up, Prometheus and Lady Pasture. <laughs> Thank you. Your time is up. Your time is up. Sandor Stern, writer-director <laughs> of the 1989 made-for-TV film Amityville for the Evil Escapes. Oh, writer of the original film. Yes. Um, based on the Jay Anson book. And I had no idea this was a TV movie. Can you imagine? It just, once again, I know Stacy that much better now. And the world finally is beginning to make a lick of sense. In all the chaos. I just, I mean, I just wish I had been alive in 1989 to see this. Yes, yes. I know. That's one of the pitfalls of you being a Gen Z. (laughs) Besides your loathing of sexuality. I don't like sex. And, but you do like Amityville. But I do like Amityville 4. How can I not? I, it ends. It has the greatest ending ever put on film or video or whatever the fuck this was shot on. <laughs> ColecoVision. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this original print, quote unquote oh. print, we should be treating it like the Shroud of Turin. Like, it should be behind glass. It should be behind Pope glass. And uh, in a shrine in an Italian countryside. Yes. Where pilgrims can make the journey and cry at it. Yes. Yes. Kept kept away, from, kept outside of the reach of those village women, though, that go and decide to restore frescoes themselves. <laughs> We can't make it any worse. (laughs) That's true. Actually, it might be more interesting (laughs) to see what happens. But, I mean, the end of this movie, I know we're, like, not real. I mean, we've told you what it's about. It's a fucking floor lamp, everyone. Yeah. (laughs) Patty Duke v. Floor Lamp. Yeah. (laughs) In the famous 1989 case of Patty Duke v. Floor Lamp, Your Honor. (laughs) (laughs) Landmark case, veteran actress Jane Wyatt, who is incredible in this film. She Mm -hmm. is a cunty grandma, (laughs) and she is cunty from beginning to end. And I live for her in this movie. She hates her family. (laughs) She absolutely hates her family. She invites her family, her daughter, Patty Duke, uh, who is widowed, and her three children, who are maybe all gay. She invites them to come live with her and then proceeds to spend three days begrudging their entire existence. (laughs) Just ragging on them. Everything from uh, Patty Duke's son, Brian, his haircut... Like, just everything. She hates them all. She calls them liars. And as she says, lies are the devil's work. And at the end, when it's like, oh, the evil, you know, is vanquished or whatever, they make up. Patty Duke is like, I love you, Mom. And her mom looks at her and then gets in the taxi and drives away. (laughs) I love her so much. She's perfect. And she, you know, she has... You might think it's rude of her to just give the cold shoulder shoulder to her daughter in the end, but she is still she is she at this point what her house is is a disaster. Yeah, 
her, her jelly her, jars have been destroyed. Yeah, the ceramics are all chainsawed, <laughs> which <laughs> maybe she was planning to do anyway, but on her uh on her own playing ground uh, her bird has been toasted in a toaster oven <laughs> um, fred fred the bird fred the bird and her vaguely butch live-in maid oh, peggy peggy, peggy. <laughs> who is who is the muscle in the house she's Grandma's live-in maid partner friend. Grandma's little helper. Grandma's little helper. Mm-hmm. Who ru- runs the pottery wheel with her at night, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Oh, you in sexy danger, girl. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I just absolutely live for it. At the end, like this, we have established that this lamp is very heavy. It is made of metal. It vaguely looks like a person. It vaguely looks like a fucked up tree. It's it literally, and I will say that everybody in the movie is like, this is the ugliest floor lamp I've ever seen. They're, they're not pretending that this is an attractive piece of Except thing. Grandma. Except Grandma, <laughs> who's fucking into it. Who's like, I don't know, it's kind of artsy. Yeah. We've established that it's very heavy. Earlier, Peggy and a young man have to carry it. The two of them have to carry it up to the attic. Meanwhile, at the end, however, Grandma Jane Wyatt picks it up all by herself. (laughs) Throws it out the window. Throws it so far (laughs) that it goes out her window, travels across the lawn... goes over a cliff which i guess was there and then the lamp explodes when it hits the rocky shore below and i say every movie should end this way i don't care you know what i thought portrait of a lady on fire had a perfect ending mm-hmm. no no yes yes adele and Elle cry 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 <laughs> now let's see that floor lamp <laughs> Connective tissue to portrait, also an oceanside setting. <laughs> she could throw it off that cliff. She, she the just... cliff of Brittany, island of Brittany. Yeah. <laughs> Grandma and her face covering, <laughs> her shot put skills to chuck the floor lamp. Like, think about how far she throws the lamp at the end of this movie. It's so far. It's so far. We have not seen this beach or this cliff for the entire film. So no, they're pretty far away. That's what I love is that they reveal, even though it's called Ocean, the house is ocean, on Ocean Side Avenue. They reveal that this is that this is a cliffside ocean setting, and the very last scene they give you that information, <laughs> just in case you wonder later why it hits a beach at the end. It's because they're next to one. Oh. She fucking chucks it. She throws it so far. It's incredible. It really is incredible. Well, she has all that pent-up rage at that point. You know, she's lost Peggy. She's lost the bird. She's lost the ceramics. She's she's lived in this house for 45 years, and her water never came out like duty before. It wasn't That's until true. those no-good kids came into my house. That's true. Her Into her palatial fucking mansion that she just lives <laughs> in by herself with Peggy. And their and their white wicker furniture. Uh, I know you mentioned Fred the bird. R.I.P. R.I.P. Fred. 
But there's just something so... It could only be in Amityville 4, The Evil Escapes. (laughs) (laughs) That Fred the Bird ends up in a toaster oven. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, you would expect the animals to know there's there's Fred the Bird and there's uh, Pepper the Cat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you figure probably one of them is going to die. But they don't find Fred in the cage. They don't find him on the stovetop or whatever. He's in a toaster oven. <laughs> with the door shut. Somehow. Which little, little gay Brian, who loves Grandma, the second he sees her, he's like, Grandma! And gives her a big hug. And she's like, what's up with this kid's fucking hair? He loves... <laughs> He loves the bird. He loves the cat. He just runs to animals. And it feels so bad when little gay Brian opens the toaster oven. Because they're making breakfast. He opens it up, sees the bird. And he just does the quietest gasp. And he goes, oh, mom. <laughs> they both just. <laughs> Patty Duke is trying to. She just has to. She can't look as she's washing her hands in the sink or whatever. But she keeps looking out the corner of her eye at this dead bird in the toaster oven. I just love that this movie is not a comedy. Um, and so we are then treated to scenes of, let's say, Patty Duke sitting in an armchair reading and the lamp lurking behind her. And you know it's <laughs> meant to be lurking because the ominous music will play <clears throat> and the lamp is half obscured by a wall, by like a corner. And then the lamp will start to glow. <laughs> And it's got all the horror movie cues, like the music and the framing and all of this, but it's a floor lamp! It's a fucking floor lamp! <laughs> who, who, I mean, I, is the, also, is this lamp so ugly because it came specifically from the Amityville house? Did the Amityville house transmute the lamp into such a bestial offering? You're telling me that, well, I guess this comes after three. So then it would be Tony Roberts, right? But does it? And Lori Laughlin, like, you're telling me they bought this floor lamp? But their house was completely empty, too. That's true also. So this must come after the first film. Yeah, I'm assuming this is a, this is a George and Kathy lamp. Yeah. George and Kathy, who bought the house because they had a thousand kids and the house was super cheap and they couldn't afford anything, went out of the way to buy this god-awful, hideous... <laughs> I'm sorry. People who look like James Brolin and Margot Kidder would not buy this lamp. No. No no babes like them. No. Working class babes. They're not buying this lamp. You know who's buying this lamp? The two elder femme terrorists that show up to the yard sale (laughs) in their gorgeous uh, Memphis design. They're one step away from Memphis design in those outfits. And they're saying, hey, look over here at this ugly-ass lamp. I'm going to send it to my sister. <laughs> She's going to hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I love them. I wanted them to also be the stars of the film. Yeah. Instead, uh, Helen, who's grandma's sister, cuts oh. her finger on the lamp and gets a wicked case of tetanus. <laughs> <laughs> to the point that they put her in a contagion sphere. <laughs> <laughs> That's the evil. It'll get you. <laughs> It makes no sense. (laughs) So then the priest, who has recovered from his trauma of the lamp in the opening scene, has to do detective work to make his way across the country to stop the people from (laughs) turning on the lamp. Well, 
Yeah. <laughs> but it's too late. It's too late. However, like, we see the evil travel from the lamp back into the house, okay? However, the lamp is still evil. And when they throw the lamp out the window, that's the end of it. I say the evil is still in the house. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's in Pepper in the end. Yeah, in the end, it has transmigrated into Pepper. And you say, at the end of this movie... Pepper, for some reason, has scaled down the cliff wall, apparently, <laughs> and is on the beach below examining the detritus, ex- examining the crash scene. In and... the Roswell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The evil then goes into Pepper. Pepper's eyes glow red, as you would expect. And you say to yourself, oh my god, please let it be Amityville 5, Pepper's Revenge. Pepper's revenge. But no, Pepper's never heard from again. No, no. Next up, it's a clock. Yep. So. <laughs> Don't you want to see the, the deleted scene with the, the, the tourists or the neighbors walking down on the beach and they just see an expo- like just shards of a <laughs> lamp? <laughs> when it cuts to daytime and at night, at night, the evil possessed lamp on the beach kind of works. Exploding, you know, it kind of works. But when at daytime and you just see fragments of a lamp on the beach, you just have to say, what happened here? What? <laughs> How did this get down here? What series of events yeah. <laughs> led to this lamp? Oh, that old woman up there threw it a half a mile? Sure. <laughs> After it killed how many people in her house and destroyed her pottery? And possessed her granddaughter? Yeah. Who then levitates? Oh, man. What oh. little Jessica starts levitating and laughing while she brandishes a butcher knife and stabs a priest, I say. Oh, Again. I... Again. Again, this movie has it all. I lived. I lived and I was living. Especially when you realize that Jessica is played by Brandy Gold. And you say, Brandy Gold? Who's that? Brandy Gold? Who's that? Brandy Gold is the lesser known sister of one Missy Gold of television's Benson. Oh, shit. And more importantly, one Tracy Gold, a.k.a. final girl scion of perfection, uh, of course, she was on television's Growing Pains, but you might also know her from The Dark Secret of Harvest Home, starring Betty Davis, 1978, made-for-TV movie. Is exactly what I thought as I watched the film. Uh, she also starred in, of course, the incredible made-for-television film, Midwest Obsession, starring oh, wow. Courtney Thornsmith of television's Melrose Place as a murderous dairy princess uh stop teasing me stacy where she says lines like you might recognize me i'm the dairy princess <laughs> <laughs> and also tracy gold was in face of evil co-starring one shawnee smith okay oh queens queens queen of the made for tv thriller queen of my heart light of my life tracy gold and so here we have Brandy Gold. Did you say this film is touched by royalty? The priest pukes at one point, Amityville tradition. <laughs> Evil is nauseating. It is. Isn't it? <laughs> 
you know Jessica, the child, is getting real evil when she starts getting sassy and she starts drawing pictures. <laughs> As all horror movie children do. Always. I did love that she she decided to really challenge herself and go full scale, though, in her room. So you have those giant drawings of the <laughs> demon claw hands on her wall. and That was yeah. cute. Yeah. That was cute. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm glad you've seen it. Had it, it, it measured up for you. I know I've been talking about this movie for like 15 years and just saying it's the greatest movie of all time. And so there was a part of me last night as I put the DVD in. Oh, uh, no, that little shutter. That little shutter where I said scene selection. No, thank you. Start from the beginning, please. <laughs> but I did have the thought of like, I don't know. What if it's, you know, what if Anthony's like, well, it was, you know, it was fun, but... And then I'd climb in right and curl up next to Fred in the toaster oven. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that is a very deserved fear, you know, because sharing something that is so um, personal to you and and vulnerable and and says so much about who you are as as not just a, a woman, but, you know, as a as a as a. Uh, you know just a human you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it can be really scary but luckily stacy i have a pulse <laughs> <laughs> and i saw the most perfect movie of all time this is the best i have to say i think this is the best amityville film i've seen yes i've seen and that's i've only seen the 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 real one the first one number three that we watched and the ryan reynolds uh uh that one Mm-hmm. I think those are all I've seen, plus the documentary Miami Amityville Horror. Um, and this, hands down, is the most interesting. I mean, okay, the first one is great. I think it's terrible, but I love I love those two babes in it so much. Yes, yeah. and it still has the scary, like feel goody nostalgia vibes of watching it, even though I just don't like it. Yeah, but this is the best one, right? It really is. I I will admit that. I, Amityville Dollhouse was like my holy grail for so long. Really? Uh, the DVD DVD was out of print, and I was like, oh, I just can't spend like $75 on it. And then I finally <laughs> splurged a little bit for a screener VHS <laughs> copy of it. And then like the next day, Vinegar Syndrome was like, guess what? Here we go. He has a Blu-ray. And I was like, motherfuckers. That is literal. That is a scientific law. Yeah. Yeah. You will spend 50 to to $100 on an out-of-print DVD on, like, Amazon Marketplace, and the next day you get the, the pre-order email. Yeah, yeah. Only 25 cents for yeah. 4K Blu-ray. Like, <laughs> goddammit. Especially after waiting years and just knowing Amityville Dollhouse existed and just being like, I gotta see it, I gotta see it, and then finally taking the plunge. But the point is... That was one I expected to rival this because it's Amityville Dollhouse. Oh, yeah. And we do know, we do know you and your affinity for dolls. (laughs) It's right there in the title. They made a dollhouse that looks like the Amityville house. And it's it's evil. (laughs) Okay. But that movie did not, it just didn't have the magic that Amityville 4 does. And maybe part of that magic is you have Patty Duke and Jane Wyatt. Like, you know, two venerable actresses. Stacy, wait, okay, first off, one, you're telling me you hadn't, when you purchased that screener, VHS screener, which I love 
knowing more of you every day as we as, as our relationship goes on. Um, you hadn't seen it. No. Okay, so then, hence, compared to this, what a letdown, right? Exactly. Two, re, Patty Duke and Jane Wyatt, another thing I thought as I watched this movie that I couldn't help but think of compared to every horror movie that ever happened, and yes, this movie is, I mean, admittedly, it's terrible. I mean, it's perfect. Right, right. It's ridiculous. It's the greatest film of all time, and part of that is because of how whatever it is, it is. But, um... There's also no leading men in this movie. Yeah. Which is kind of wicked. Mm-hmm. And, like, your main characters in this film are somewhere, anywhere between, like, 40 to 70. <laughs> so, like, yeah. sign me up. Exactly. Show yeah. me some different kind of representation. Yeah. This like... could could have easily been flip-flopped where Grandma goes to live with Patty Duke. Mm-hmm. You know, instead the femme terrorists are elderly ladies. With their, the biggest headband, like the thickest headband I've ever seen. It's like a stuffed headband. It's like a, it's like thick. (laughs) Stuffed headband. Hello, do you have any stuffed ones? I want a a thick headband. It's like she, she took one of those things that like my grandmother had by the crack of her door to keep the draft out. Uh-huh. It's like she took that door snake, whatever they call him, and she made a headband <laughs> out of it. And then piled on, like, wood jewelry. <laughs> wood jewelry. Later, she's got her flowy tracksuit with her high heels. Oh, my God. Her friend, um, the other, the femme terrorist number two, her neighbor, who just lingers on the sidewalk in front of her house and watches to make sure nobody knocks on her door. Um, (laughs) When she, her hospital look, and she has that, like, deep blue, (laughs) deep blue, like, Jedi art teacher look. It's so good. It's so good. The matronly women's fashions in this film are astounding. Oh, yeah. Patty Duke's animal sweater. (laughs) This is incredible. And then, and what, 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 cut back to Amityville 3, where you get Lori Laughlin and Meg Ryan. Sure, Meg Ryan shows up to be kind of a les for a second. Lori Laughlin is a wet ghost, a, a drowned ghost. And then otherwise you have to deal with this stupid man storyline. Nobody asked for him to be the star. We wanted the girlfriend who dies halfway through the movie, shockingly, to be the star. Mm-hmm. Amityville 4, the evil escapes, they got the note. Yeah. They said men are over. Okay. Men, men are over. You know what men are for? They go under a pipe, and then when you turn on a dryer, somehow that affects the pipe. <laughs> and it's going to drown them with hands from the other guy that showed up and stuck his hand in the garbage disposal unit before it got cut off. Because he's a man, and we don't need him in this film. That's right. Love it. Yeah. I completely agree. Uh, you know, this movie is made for grandma aficionados. Yes. Absolutely. We have our cipher. We have Brian, like you said. Just fucking loves grandma. Loves grandma, despite her hatred of him. Despite how cunty she is towards him. She calls him a liar. She makes fun of his hair. And yet, he loves grandma. He loves grandma's pets. He is fascinated by every single thing in her house. He is both of us. He is both of us. He is the Gaylords of Darkness. Yes. (laughs) 
Uh, I mean, and you have Patty Duke, of course. Who doesn't love Patty Duke? What is wrong with you? <sighs> living legend. Yes. She's a dead legend now. Well, was a living legend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> a legend who was alive at one time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is, this is, this is, I want to see, and I'm seeing it in my head. This is your, you know, set of Dolly and Kenny. This is you and that floor lamp singing Islands in the Stream <laughs> together. Me and my stuffed possessed floor lamp that I got from our friend Mikey at oh, Buttercruds. Hell yes. We've talked about Mikey here before. He makes uh, plush horror movie icons such as a Banana Girl Hitchhiker from Friday the 13th Part 4. <sighs> such as the possessed floor. I was like, Mikey, you know what you should do? You should make a possessed floor lamp. And then Mikey made my dream a reality, and now I own a stuffed possessed floor lamp. Is that really what happened? You suggested it? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Buttercruds. B-U-T-T-E-R-C-R-U-D-S on Etsy. On Look Etsy. at his incredible creations. We, You and I, Anthony, both have the Susie Banyan that he did. Both have the Susie. I, you know what? I might have to go through and get that floor lamp now that I know. Now that I know. It's incredible. What a time to be alive. I know I so rarely say that, but this movie just gives you that sense of childlike wonder at the mysteries of the universe. You look at the sky and say, how can that be? (laughs) Ancient people were looking up to the stars and making stories about them (laughs) and and saying our gods are up here, right? And our heroes are up here. And then you. That's (laughs) how I feel. Staring at the beauty. Is this is William Blake? This is to hold eternity in the palm of your hand. <laughs> he was talking about a haunted floor lamp mm-hmm. that has a cord, even though it doesn't need one at this point. But it can use it like a snake. <laughs> it can hiss yes. at you. The cord hisses at people. <laughs> Incredible! Incredible! Fucking love this movie. Incredible. Oh well. Well, Stacy. Um. Like one Canadian songstress, songstrix named Alanis Morissette, mm. I want to thank you. Oh, don't thank me. Thank Sandor Stern. <laughs> thank George and Kathy Lutz, honestly. Like, yeah, they were shysters, but if they didn't shyster humanity, this movie never would have existed. The child abuse made apparent in my ambient <laughs> oh, horror. God. Oh, God. <laughs> No, no, no. Is it justified by it? No, 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 no. I haven't seen that. No. <laughs> Stacy Ponder endorses child abuse. <laughs> She's canceled, everyone. <laughs> canceled. I didn't, I didn't know that. No, it's, it's it's nothing explicit. It's just, you know, they're, he's clearly traumatized by how awful his parents were. And George Lutz right. was a terrible person that made up a lot of shit and that traumatized the kids. Yeah, but you know he goes and he hangs out with Lorraine Warren, and she keeps chickens in her kitchen at that point in her life, so it's fun. Okay. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe those two shysters uh destroying their family and Kathy's health, and <laughs> maybe it was all worth it for this film. Wow, Anthony. <laughs> just thinking about the stupid movie that wasn't true but they said it was but i guess if you want to point out all the other things they did all the awfulness it led to 
all the actual awful things and want to ruin my fantasy. That's fine. I'm telling you, in another world, we have Amityville 5. I mean, we could still have It's About Time, but 5, Pepper's Revenge, and Peggy comes back. She gets reanimated. Yes. And this time, Grandma Peggy and Pepper are all going to make those kids pay. (laughs) Stacy, are you ready to step away from the yard sale and to place your head on the chopping block? Um, yes. (laughs) well (laughs) straightforward answer this time that's the most decisively we've ever (laughs) headed into the chopping block Chopping block time, baby. I know it's time to talk about the chopping block, but I want you to know that I will be thinking about Amityville for The Evil Escapes for literally the rest of my life. Oh, absolutely. I say this to all of my lovers. (laughs) I say don't be surprised if in the throes of passion I call out the floor lamp's name. (laughs) It's not a slight against you. You couldn't possibly measure up. She wasn't faking it. You were just she was just thinking of that floor lamp. <laughs> oh my god. Oh well. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Chop a block. It's our I'll say it. It's our I'll say it. <laughs> Thank you. Someone it needed to. It is our trivia game where a person chooses from three categories. Each category has five questions. You place your head on the chopping block. Our non-binary executioner, the heads they approacheth. You have 10 seconds on the clock to answer each question. If you answer incorrectly or you run out of time, you will get your head chopped off. However, you do have one opportunity. To cry out, I want the wig. (laughs) At which point, Rhonda Johnson's wig from the 1987 film Killer Workout materializes on your head. (laughs) Hides the scar tissue beneath. Hides the cantaloupe. (laughs) Hides the cantaloupe beneath and fools the heads, they. And you get 10 extra seconds. So there you go. That's uh, that's it. I don't remember who. Do I remember? I went first last time. It's your turn to go first. Stacy, you have demonstrated the ginkgo biloba's working. <laughs> it's really my flashcard therapy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm remembering so much. Uh, so your head is on the block first. Oh my God! What 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 choices do I have to take me out of this mortal coil? Well, your choices are new. Your choices are three. Three new categories for you. That's right. Congratulations. Thank you. Choose from one of the following. First category this week is skinship. I know you like that word. In this category, I will name an actress... You tell me the movie she appeared in. The movie title has the word skin in it. Okay. Wait, so you you tell me actress, I say a movie with skin in the title that she's in. Yes. 
And then, okay, thank you. And then, do you want to tell our listeners where the word skinship comes from, from those that don't know? <laughs> no. <laughs> Does it have anything to do with K-pop? I don't know. <laughs> thank you, I'm convinced. What's the next category? <laughs> the next category is ship ship, in which uh, I give you a year... And the name of an actor or actress. You tell me what boat-flavored movie. <gasps> oh, we're going maritime with this shit? We're going maritime with this shit. Oh, yeah. That's the tagline. Category three. You know, you mentioned K-pop. Okay. And yes, the pandemic has to end. I don't know why I have this obsession, but I do. First it was, oh, there might be secret gays. Let me find out who all the secret gays are, right? But then I, like, started looking deeper into it. And you know that I love to research things. You're really good at it. I really love to research and then not do anything with the research. I'm not like, I'm going to do all this research and then write a book. It's just I like to do the research and then I find the the next thing to obsess on. This has been years of my life. So for the last, I don't know at this point how many months... Like, K-pop as an industry is completely fascinating because it's so dystopian and so foreign. And I don't just mean because it's another country, but I mean, it's the way it's run as an industry is so different. Yes. Than anything we have here. And I'm just learning, like, I didn't know any of this shit. And so just learning about it and reading it, I find it fascinating. When I went into Pandemic and the new Onus Obel album had just come out, and I had plans to go see her in Boston last April. Of course, that fell through. Mm. Like, that's the kind of stuff I was listening to. If you said a year from now, Stacy, you will willingly purchase a song by a group called Mama Moo. <laughs> I would say, what? However, Mama Moo's got some bangers, okay? Some of these songs are bangers. I don't listen to everything. But in my investigations, I found some good songs. All right. So sue me. After a year, sue you in the court of Patty Duke. After a year, <laughs> after a year of this, a goddamn year of this. Honestly, Stacy, it's kind of astounding that the, 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 the most surprising thing about us, I mean, we've gone this far through an unprecedented time. And I mean, I think give us some credit. You came out of it obsessed with K-pop and I'm obsessed with Doom. Nobody ever saw either of these paths for us. No. <laughs> no. I don't know that I will admit to it in person anywhere. But here we are. And does it make me happy? It does. And that's what matters. Like, because Cheryl Crow has asked us if it makes you happy. That's right. See, I could be listening to Cheryl Crow. Like, what's more embarrassing? <laughs> Cheryl Crow or Mama Moo? Okay. <laughs> Did I send Anthony a Mama Moo video? And I said, you need to watch this. Hwasa is amazing and Moombyul is gay. I have to say it was real good. It's real good, right? Okay. It was real good. It's real good. Uh, so in this category. Oh, right. Your category. I, I, will give, I will give you the name of a K-pop group. You tell me if it's a real group or if it's a fake group from a horror movie. Oh, gee. wait. So they're, some are actually from horror films? Yes. They're either real or from horror films? Yes. From K-horror? K-horror, J-horror, 
Oh, oh, God. So everything's going to be like LX42137. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I will give you the name of a group. You tell me if it's real or if it's fake from a horror movie. If you can then name the horror movie from whence the fake, if you think it's fake and you know the horror movie it's from, then you get a bonus prize. Oh, my God. That's right. So your categories are... That was the category name, by the way, that whole spiel. Yeah, thank you. I'll, I'll repeat that. <laughs> Full. So your, your categories are skinship, shipship, or you've been lesbian CEO, perfect queen. <laughs> as much as I want to repeat those sacred words, Stacey, because I do believe in them. I've been feeling the maritime horror so much lately. I've been wanting to go on. I've been wanting to go on all the the haunted ships. So really, I am <laughs> feeling the call of, and I'm going to prove how little I know about them, and that's why I've been wanting to watch them. I guess by how quickly I'll die in this category, please of the boat ship ship. Boat ships, okay, ship ship, ship ship, ship ship. I talked for ten minutes about K-pop. Okay, <laughs> it's the shortest lucky. you've ever talked about. It. <laughs> everybody that anthony completely enables me i i'm constantly apologizing constantly saying i why do i say and anthony's like i love it keep it coming keep talking tell me more (laughs) so you're all lucky that i haven't started well i don't even know what i could do anyway (laughs) you message someone you up (laughs) (laughs) talking about k-pop yeah, join my uh, mailing list where I just send out missives every single day about everything I learned. Let me tell you about the bullying scandals. <laughs> Look at Yubin's fingers. <laughs> Shit, listen. She's got those werewolf fingers. She's got those lesbian werewolf fingers. Mm-hmm. Okay, ship ship. Oh, right. So I, I give you a year and an actor or actress name. Oh. You tell me the boat flavored horror movie. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Okay, here we go. Ship, ship. Question one. 2002, Juliana Margulies. Um, ghost ship. Yes, ding, ding, ding. Juliana Margulies is in that? Yes, she is. How did I forget that? I love her. I need to rewatch that. I just remember the beans and the, 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 the string. (laughs) The beans and the string. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, number two. 2009, Melissa George. Oh, oh, that's the one I love. It's really good uh, about the about the, the triangle. Triangle, triangle. Yes, dig, dig, dig. That's a great movie. Yes, it is. I love triangle. Love Melissa, Melissa George. George. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> Question three. 1989, Nicole Kidman. And Billy Zane. Oh! I want the wig. Um. Oh, fuck. Do I know the title of this movie? No, it's not. No, Far and Away is where he's the the, the, the boxer. Um, it's, and it's not, it's, it's, a, a, it, she has a perm. It's the, uh, it's, what's not called the Call of the Wild? That's the only words in my head. Damn it! <laughs> what is it? Dead Call. Oh. Jason was just, I swear he was just talking about that. I'm dying to see it. God damn it. Dead calm. Billy Zane and Nicole Kidman. That's right. What an era. 1989. What a time. The same year someone was fighting a floor lamp. (laughs) 
We had that. Nicole Kidman was fighting Billy Zane. Patty Duke was fighting a floor lamp. You never know where life is going to take you. Oh, my God. What a year. She had to have had that great perm, right? In that? Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess her perm is just her natural hair, but... Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I have never seen... And I doubt I will, but it's a little Amityville 4 in that I'm happy that it exists. There's a movie called Ghost Boat. I love that title. Ghost Ship already exists. Death Ship already exists. So somebody was like, well, I want to do one. (laughs) (laughs) What am I going to call it? Like, fuck it. Ghost Boat. It's a Ghost ghost boat. Boat. Ghost Boat. It's everything you need to the point right there. Tells you what you're going to get. Sometimes simplicity is key. Okay, Stacy. Your category is today, Stacy. And good job. Well done. I'm proud of you that you oh. could take everything that you have learned <laughs> and that you could turn it into an educational and terrifying trivia experience for me <laughs> and our listeners. Thank you. That's right. Um, okay. Are you ready for your categories? I'm ready. My eyes are closed. I'm visualizing the answers already. <laughs> All right. Your categories today are who's off first? In this category, I tell you a horror movie. All you have to do is tell me the first character to die. Oh. It's called Who's Off First? Aren't you clever? You're proud of that one. You're proud of that one. I know. Do you get it? Because it's like, like who's on first, but it's like off because they've been killed off first. Thank you for explaining it to me. I think punchlines always work best when they are driven into the ground. Um, your next category is part two times five. So, okay. This is a little bit of a different one. This is my take on a previous category that you presented to me. Okay. In part two times five, you get 60 seconds to name five horror films with the words part two. In the title. That's part two times five. Your third and final category is buyer beware. <gasps> and this is obviously named in tribute to one Stacy Ponder's incredible uh pioneer I would say pioneering, but but no, let's not use that word. Incredible <laughs> horror anthology series. Uh and, and in also in honor of Amityville. The Buyer Beware category is about cursed objects in horror films. So, you can cursed objects it up with Buyer Beware. You can who's off first. Or you can try your hand at 60 seconds with part two times five. Part two times five. So I just name five movies that say part two? In the title. Mm -hmm. In the title? Mm -hmm. You have 60 seconds to do it. That feels easy, but I bet it's, I bet all my brain will collapse. But you have 60 seconds. That's true. That's a long time. That's too long. It That's five chopping blocks. No. It's five chopping blocks plus a bonus. Plus a bonus. That's a wig built in. That, there is a built in wig. That's a lace front. Well, now you're speaking my language. <laughs> Who's off first? <laughs> Buyer beware. Part two times five. Part two. Do I know part two? It has to say part two. Part two has to be in the title. I'm. There is no. There is no scream two happening here. I, okay. There, there's no Evil Dead two. Uh, see, I already feel that my brain won't do it, which means I should do it to challenge myself. 
All right, fine. I'll do the twos. Are you going to do the twos? I'm going to do the twos. Oh, God, I regret it already. This is so pathetic. I'm going to lose. Here's Even the... though I have a minute. Okay, so for this one, Stacey, I'm going to also say you can you can make mistakes. Maybe you'll get, say a movie that is not actually a part two or doesn't have part two in the title, but you just have to say five. Within the 60 seconds, you have to correctly name five films. I can't remember any already. Well, are you ready? Because you are about to start. All right. All right, Stacey. Oh, God. Everyone's going to be yelling. I know it. Oh, no. Part two times five. You have 60 seconds to name five horror movies with part two in the title starting now. Okay, Friday the 13th part two. Ding, ding, ding. The Descent part two. Ding, ding, ding. Those are the only two I know. (laughs) (laughs) Texas Chainsaw Massacre part two. Ding, ding, ding. Oh no. Oh no, I know it's not Halloween too. I know that. I know it's not the uh, Hellraiser. You have 30 seconds. Yeah. Oh god! No! You only Hell have ra- two more to go. You have 30 seconds. Hellbound and Hellraiser 2. Part 2. What what are a part 2? What's a series? I don't know any franchises. Children of the Corn part 2. Children of the Corn 2. Children of the Corn. <laughs> You're going to keep telling me that title until it's part two? (laughs) Part two. Um, um, oh no, I see, nope, I'm dead. Uh, um, uh, no, uh. You did get hung up over hoping that Children of the Corn 2 would become a part two by just saying the title multiple times. However, you got three in the first 30 seconds. That was a great, that was a great beginning. This is a really hard one because it turns out, like you famously said, everything's a two. (laughs) It's true. Which I know what you mean because most movies are just Evil Dead 2. It's very rare there's a Friday the 13th part two. Like, Friday the 13th is actually the only main franchise that does parts. And then there's the films that say chapter two. You've got your Insidious chapter twos. You got your It chapter two. But you got what? You got Friday the 13th part two. You got The Descent part two. You got Texas Chainsaw Massacre part two. Here's something. Here's what else we would have accepted. We would have also accepted Return of the Living Dead Part 2. Oh, yeah. We would have accepted Wes Craven's The Hills Have Eyes Part 2. Okay. Complete with the dog uh, flashback sequence. We would have accepted Hostel Part 2, unfortunately. And even though it hasn't come out in theaters yet, we would have also accepted, though, would you ever summon it into your thoughts? A Quiet Place, part two. Well, you know what? I did feel bad I didn't get any of them. No wonder I didn't get any of those. There's so few! There are so few, first of all. Second of all, look at the ones that remain. (laughs) No thanks. (laughs) I was able to track down seven. 
a, a minute to come up with five is actually an Im- immense challenge, but I love that you decided to. I to... knew I would die, and yet I did it anyway. You reached for the floor lamps. I did, knowing I would never reach them. She persisted. <laughs> Nevertheless, <laughs> I persisted. And I died. <laughs> As I knew I would. Yeah. Oh, well. You did a valiant effort. Yeah. Okay. Well, well done. Also, if any listeners can think of other horror films with part two in the title, this is li- this has become my new quest. I said, oh, that's your K-pop, huh? This is my K-pop. I don't know if I'd go that far. <laughs> who's who's gay? Who's a part two? <laughs> Give me another year and we'll see. But please message message us, DM us if you uh, think of some more part twos. And I'm telling you, chapter two doesn't count. And two doesn't count. And two doesn't count. It's got to be a part two. Well, that stunk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know boats. You don't know part twos. <laughs> no. But you oh, know well. what? I feel like regardless, we we really came to to see ourselves in this episode. We did. Uh, got down to the core of ourselves as gay lords. Yeah. Yeah. This was like a rebirthing therapy. Ugh. I was c- crawling through the the sweaters to be reborn. <sighs> okay. Wow, for a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Uh, Is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, Oh oh my my god! God. Oh Oh my my god! God. Tune in next time for more Gaylords of Darkness! Ha, ha, ha.